0: Hey, everybody, this is Will. No, you're not mistaken. We did just reuse a segment we'd already aired. Shout out to friend of the show, Nico, who noticed it before anyone else did, including us. Thanks, Nico. To make up for it, here's a little bonus segment, and we're 100% positive you haven't already heard this one. Thanks for listening. So, the infamous science fiction writer harlan ellison had this thing where uh people at like conventions and panels would there'd always be one guy who would ask you know where do you get your ideas and he would always tell them schenectady this is an idea service that he pays and they send send him a pack of ideas Uh, so what i wanted to ask you guys was uh have you ever been to schenectady no um what i wanted to ask you guys was how
1: schenectady is nuts Hey,
0: nice. What is your process for writing a scenario? Um, how how do you write a scenario from start to finish?
2: I feel like the question you have to ask before that, because like writing the scenario is the easy part. How do you figure out what your scenario is going to be about? I guess yeah. I guess I am asking that because once you figured out what it's about, the rest is just vomiting words onto a page, editing aggressively. The hard part, at least for me, is figuring out. You know, I feel like I want to write something. Or I'm in the mood to write, but what is going to be a compelling thing for me to write about or to hook a scenario around or, or whatever. Hey, well, didn't you do a scenario based in the frozen wastes and a shipwreck? I did, yeah. Um how that one came to me. I'd known about
0: Franklin's Arctic expedition for many years before I wrote that. That's just something that something they, they teach you about in schools, to be honest. Um for those that don't know google franklin's lost expedition it's a hell of a story and i'm not going to try and summarize it here because that would be that's an entire podcast segment to itself but by by pure chance I happened to read in an article that someone had found the shipwreck of the hms terror and with all the wacky stuff that was known about that the franklin expedition you know like cannibalism and also the kind of mystique of these two ships full of fine british sailors just kind of up and vanished. And are never heard from again. And I kind of thought, haunted shipwreck off the coast of King William Island, you know, in the Arctic, that's a that's a really cool kind of I bet I could do something with that. And then so from there, everything else was kind of just me trying to find a way to take a spooky shipwreck at the bottom of the ocean and turn it into a Delta Green scenario. Watch well, Delta Green, but it was am but same, same difference in this case. So uh the structure and the content of the scenario itself all really followed from just the initial seed idea of, oh, someone's found this spooky old shipwreck from the 1800s. There's a really cool mystery, like real life historical mystery around that. That seems to me like that's something I could work with.
2: I mean, I'd make, I mean, we all make light of, there's a constant stream of posts on the Delta Green, uh, 13 Facebook and Reddit that are just kind of Middling effort. Here's an interesting news story that has a, has a twist. Um, in fact, you know, we, we spun off Brent Trent into that entire thing.
1: Brent, Brent Trent, Kevin, I see where you're going with this. You're going to say, you know, how do we, how do we take those and leverage that stream? And I think the whole, one of the purposes of the Brent Trent show was to demonstrate how to take a low effort news post and turn it into a, a Delta Green scenario. Yes. So here, here's a question for you, Kevin, then, or for anyone who feels like answering. What about, those stories which one what what about a story makes it appealing to you
0: well obviously it has to be unsolved so there's a mystery that is not explainable with the facts at hand uh and there's got to be some weird details about it that could you know in a certain light look to be supernatural or or slash unnatural
2: i'd say if, if it's not unsolved the answer that we're given has to be Something you can pick apart. Yeah, it has to be
0: a really like flimsy explanation. Yeah, not flimsy, but like an explanation that kind of you kind of go like, well, I guess, or is something that's like unimaginative or too obvious.
2: Swap gas. Server full of kitty porn. Yeah.
1: Oh, here, here's one. Um, one of the ways that I like to do, um, scenario ideas is just to have an image that I really like, and then the rest, the rest comes from taking that and making it interactive instead of just a drawing or a story. So a classic example of this is a scenario I had called Rosewood Dogstar, which is about investigating an industrial accident at a tank plant during World War II. And that one came entirely from just a picture that I had in my head of a monster made out of pieces of a Stuart tank climbing out of an industrial furnace. And the rest of the scenario is based on that.
0: I have a lot of scenarios that I've written that are based on like mental images like that.
2: One of the things I want to stress is... I. I don't think I have a single scenario idea that I've ever had that has not been made better by surrounding surrounding the idea with other people who know Delta Green or writing and then beating it like a dead horse. Uh, and what I mean by that is is a, it's, a, it's a way of saying just workshop your idea with other people because you might have a cool seed. Someone's going to have the key you're missing or a new take on something. And even if you disregard it, they're going to help you find the way.
1: I, I worry about that, though, because you've had scenarios that I've just been really mean to. And I've, they never they never ended up going anywhere, and I'm worried that I'm I'm not giving you positive feedback or any feedback that's useful, like the one that you did set in uh, it was like Escape from Tarkov, but with Uyghurs.
2: Yeah, that but that was more of a of a of a find an atrocity. Escape from. And it was set on it was like how do I turn this video game into a scenario? Yeah, it was that, Escape from Ordo. Or- or- well. well. Yeah.
3: A scenario that was written solely for the pleasure of Jake Cook, and then Jake Cook. Did not play it.
2: it. Man, if only he was here to defend himself. Well, that's the best part. We can beat him up. Well, that was the problem. Yeah, he didn't show up in the scenario. He doesn't get to show up now. So, Tom, where do
0: you get your ideas?
3: Uh, I get, I think, three sources. One of them is science news and, like, new scientific discoveries, which sort of plays, I feel like, in sort of an opposite direction to what you said about kind of finding a mystery that is unexplained. Like I tend to look for science stories where we just, just scientists have just found something completely novel and then I try to take that and push it one degree weirder and more upsetting.
0: You know, you wrote a scenario called Black Mayonnaise that I, I really enjoyed. And that I can see how that fits into that framework. To summarize for the listeners, uh, the scenario of Black Mayonnaise is an intersection of what what was it, CRISPR and the weird sludge at the bottom of the Gowanus Canal.
3: Right, there were a couple of different, like, scientific ideas all percolating together. Uh, One of them was just...
0: in the world were you smoking that it occurred to you to just combine all these together and into a single scenario?
3: uh, Well, sort of the thing is just, like, (laughs) I keep a... I use Evernote to keep track of a bunch of different scenario ideas, and... As I start to accumulate more and more, I will just kind of group together the ones that have tenuous connections. And so this was kind of the connection of uh, some stuff I'd been reading about CRISPR and also a story about a guy with a genetic mutation who was completely unable to feel any kind of pain. And so scientists were hypothesizing that if they could learn to use gene therapy to deliberately put that on people and then turn it off, you would have an alternative to prescription painkillers like opioids. And so people would stop getting addicted. And then the last one was, yeah, this new extremophile species of bacteria that had been discovered living in like the heavy metal poisonous sludge at the bottom of a canal in New York city. And so there's just like, that's kind of my idea. I just sit on an idea until it accumulates more ideas in this giant pressure cooker and then I have to start slicing things off of it to make it workable.
2: Uh that's sorry. Uh I do this I I have several sorry, say that again. That's a really good point. I have several ideas that are like ten percent, twenty percent, just kind of simmering until something comes along and uh and, and we figure out what it is.
0: I have a lot of little single ideas like that myself. In fact I've got one right now that's just a note that says killer moose and then a bunch of question marks
3: but how is he killing people?
0: It's, it's exactly right. It's like, it's the idea that I had because moose are huge and terrifying and a mythos monster
2: in their own right. But how do I make a scenario out of that? And one, one thing that I've used uh, and this is kind of like, maybe this is like an, an advanced tip uh, because it, it could backfire. Sometimes you're not going to want to run it. Like, f- like, you're not going to want to stay a scenario is finished or r- well run a scenario until it's like 100% done. Sometimes you can get it 80% and then run it, and the last 20% are going to come up in gameplay. Uh, that's how I finished out uh, Stop Repo, which was the shotgun con- scenario contest entry I had. I got it most of the way, and then I ran it for some folks here. And they came up with like the ending, which was a shit show, but it worked. Um, so sometimes, if you're not sure in the last little bit, throw it to some players and just let them come up with a solution. And if the solution makes sense, there is your solution. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But, I mean, that can backfire if it If one, if you're not comfortable vamping heavily or if they find something that you didn't think about, they break it or they don't have a good idea. So it's uh, it's a risky, risky uh, maneuver.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, that is a good method. I should do that more because the benefit of doing that is that players tend to think of things that you. it's kind of like getting a second pair of eyes on the scenario, except from from the inside, if that makes sense.
2: No, it's and plus the best part is like they don't they don't know they're helping they don't know how f- how far along your scenario is or not like I bet you could run the killer moose scenario with very few other words attached and but the players figure out what happened.
3: That was sort of also how the end of Black Mayonnaise went because I remember I was kind of working with the raid you guys did on the Russian gangsters on the fly.
1: The problem I remember you have with Black Mayonnaise specifically that the playtest revealed is that there was not any visible external logic to a, a certain part of the way the spell functioned, that you basically had to tell us that we'd misinterpreted it based on the information given because it's a classic case of scenario design where it can be solved looking at it logically from knowing what's causing the phenomena and then extrapolating from there, but it can't be figured out in reverse, and so you had to change it. Yeah, that was true. Because I had a very specific,
3: I had a very specific idea of how it was working.
1: Well, specifically, was that it had it it wasn't consistent for some reason. There was a reason that it had changed, but because the reason wasn't visible to the players, it just was. There was no way for, to figure it out. Uh, I think that the that the other parts of it were real good. Um, the whole thing with the the Russian gangsters was something that you did based on a throwaway line in one of the Delta Green books.
3: Yeah, that was another thing, another idea I'd had percolating that there's briefly mentioned a Ukrainian criminal group that is after advanced biotechnology for various reasons. Uh, So that was another example of just, I get a bunch of ideas together and mash them into a ball. And then a lot of them end up sticking in there, but they don't, sometimes I feel like they don't get explored really thoroughly.
0: So I guess one piece of advice we could give to people who are struggling to think of an idea to build a scenario out of is to just keep like a list of potentially interesting or weird things they read about or hear about or encounter. And then periodically go back over them and go, Ooh, if I put this one together with this one, bring in that one and you get a scenario.
3: Oh yeah, definitely. I would say like have, even on your phone or a little pad you carry with you just something where as ideas come to, you you can write them down and go back to later,
0: put them into a spreadsheet and then add tags for content. And then you can sort them by tag.
2: And you know, don't maybe this is more general scenario writing advice. I know we're trying to stick to like, where do your ideas come from, but don't try to write a magnum opus that campaign that spans hundreds of years, uh, because it's a huge chunk to eat at once, you know, start writing. A scenario or start writing the, the beginning of a scenario you have an idea for, see where you get with. And if you get halfway through and jump to something else, come back later and keep working, you know?
0: That, I think, is really useful advice. Uh, I know a lot of...
2: Unless you're I know Stephen I have,
0: King. Unless you're Stephen King, <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I think
0: to, to expand on that, I would add, one of the nice things about the shotgun scenario contest is it encourages you to work in a very limited scope in which, like, you really only have enough space... To have a single idea, and that's your scenario, and I think that's a useful framework to apply outside of word count limited scenario contests, because you know, focus equals quality, right? The, the the less you have to work with, uh, the the more you can do with it. I guess kind of the similar the same idea that goes into like bottle episodes on TV shows. Well,
2: the what is was, was, was you call them, Kevin? Lifeboat episodes? Yeah, I mean people misuse the term bottle episode a lot, but that's a minor pet peeve. But yeah, you're you're not wrong.
0: Ah, uh, over expansion of scope is a thing that kills a lot of projects in not just in tabletop role-playing, but in in like video game development and like film and TV as well. Pick an idea and stick with it. I guess is a good way to avoid getting overwhelmed and bogged down in the minutia and the 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 constantly expanding horizon of what it is you're working on.
2: Yeah, and then you know, depending on depending on your own play style, you know, there are some handlers, some you know DMS that need everything you know, really spelled out and they want it all written ahead of time. And there's some, I mean, I can run some of, some of my older scenarios that I, like, like I couldn't hand them to you to run, but I could run it because it's written in a way that I understand what the bullet points, you know, these, you know, like if it was the killer moose scenario, you know, it'd be like, you know, crazy lab, you know, alien tech, moose release, you know, like and I would know that there's a lab that can be investigated and using alien technology. And so like get a scenario to a place where you can run it run it once or twice and then once it's like good and kind of done then put in all the notes about putting all the nice stat blocks and the notes to the handlers on how to play NPCs and the flavor text about Schenectady whatever.
1: I have a few scenarios here that are based on ideas other people had that they said they would write and never did so uh, the horror in the museum or find Rasputin's penis is based on a thing <laughs> that uh, Top Hat Said that he was going to write and never did. Called out. and so out. The key
2: here is just mention, incept an idea you have into Max's head, wait for him to write the it, and then claim next credit. Next
1: scenario in this list is one called Me Go Killed the Radio Star, which is one of the best received scenarios I've, I've ever written. Uh, and it was based on something that Top Hat said he was going to write and then didn't. But that Ooh, was fine because I, I got to write it. And then the third one of this is a scenario called Yomping, which was a scenario that Tetrarch didn't finish because he never finishes anything. Uh, oh,
2: Jesus.
1: Which that I really shot's liked. Shots fired. Developed, this, this was the best part. I devel- I took I took a, an unfinished scenario by this, this dude and I made it into a one-page scenario and then I handed it off to someone who, Tormson, who was running a one-page scenario contest so I didn't have to come up with the idea and I didn't have to run it. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and it was really good. He did a really good job.
2: Where'd he go, Tetrak?
1: Yeah, and Tormson. You you haven't stolen ideas from
3: me, but you have, you've very generously been inspired, I guess, by scenarios I run and come up with new stuff based on that. Yeah,
1: so one of my scenarios is called The Big Rock Candy Mountains, and it's based on a scenario that Tom wrote called... Um, long live the queen and long tom said queen. tom kept saying oh i'm not happy with this scenario it's got the design elements and i was like yeah that's that's fine but what if i made the entire plot arc of this other scenario based on it and he was like well i guess i'll just have to accept this
3: i think it's actually a really cool arc so it's like it's i guess you ran the one caged heat which is all about cultists and a women's yeah, prison so so, so and
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna take that take this opportunity um, there's another family of scenarios that are all just written based on the name with no... Every, everything else comes later. So Caged Heat is one where I just thought it would be funny to have one uh, that was a woman-in-prison exploitation film about a witch trying to summon a fire vampire, and that was fine. But one of the first scenarios I ever wrote was called Snakes on a Plane, and that developed out of the title. Uh, Baby on Board was one that came from the title.
2: Oh, and... Slambian's Bake started as a title.
1: That one does not exist yet, so... It there's no way sense. that the viewers could possibly know that, even though it's for sure true. Um, <laughs> please report for mandatory a, memory erasure.
2: By the time this is edited and released,
1: we will still have nothing done on it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's done.
1: It's I mean, yeah, it's finished. It just needs to be packaged. Um, the, there's one that I wrote I based it's on serious. a discussion I had with Will and Kevin about, I, mean, I don't think it was this, this whole Discord, about how um, it'd be funny to do like one based on... Uh, Nazi numerology and call it Because the Beauty of the White Ape Woman Must Not Perish from this Earth. (laughs) And then that uh, that backfilled the whole scenario because uh, okay, there's got to be a white ape woman. Well, where does the white ape woman live in the DG lore? She lives in the... the Congo, but got researched by the Nazis or some shit because they thought the Congo was Thule.
0: Wasn't this the one where I said to you, some, one of us should just as a meme should write a scenario for the shotgun contest that has a word count of 1,488?
2: Yes. Yeah, that's the true tragedy because uh, Max submitted it uh, either late or just past the deadline or or just on the deadline, so it didn't have the word count included. It didn't get the word count, yeah. Yeah. So like that's Unfortunate. a really deep cut yeah <laughs> you really have to go
0: diving for that one you're welcome listeners
2: all right so we've uh we've given some advice you know uh pick an atrocity pick a pop culture reference pick a title first you know pick but that all kind of boils down to pick you know an idea will come to you write that idea down somewhere note that idea down and then sit on it until you have the next part of that idea and at some point you're going to have enough to just start vomiting words onto a page and then once you have all the once you have a bunch of words down start editing Run a playtest, finish it up.
0: What would you guys say to someone who goes, uh, "I haven't had, I haven't come across any cool ideas organically. How do I go out into the world and find one?" Oh, uh, well, open your eyes.
1: What aspects? Of, find what aspects of Delta Green that you like. Find other things that are similar to that, and that's that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, if you like the the, the, the law enforcement, you know, kind of running, you know, with the loose cannon with the badge aspect, go font consume media like that. Um, you know, there's plenty of TV shows and books, both fiction and nonfiction, and plenty of things, you know, news stories out there about that happening. If you like the you know, the aliens aspect, then you know, consume media around that.
3: I would say try to find if you find a source for one good idea, just like watch that one like a hawk for any other things that might come up. Like I look at the website for Smithsonian magazine and I look at Atlas Obscura for different ideas because they regularly come out with stories that make me go, ooh, that could really be something fun. So in addition to just cultivating like the ideas themselves, cultivate places where you know you're likely to come up with a good idea.
0: A lot of the ideas that I've had, I have pulled from um, Good Resource is, is, is something like, there are a couple of lists on Wikipedia of unsolved mysteries in insert field here. Or unsolved, something of that that nature. There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them for all kinds of different topics. That those are good to browse through and kind of go, "Oh, what's this?" Or oh, this is an interesting historical conundrum, or or a, f- a interesting problem in in physics or something. I wonder if I can make something out of that. And of course, just you know, reading the news because weird stuff pops up in the news sometimes. In fact, just the other day, uh, I happened to come across on r slash Canada or something uh, a national post article about a guy who recorded a like a really really eerie creepy howl of like a an animal like a wolf or something in in the, the woods in northern Ontario and that if I were so inclined I could probably make a scenario like just change the details a little bit like we talked about in whatever episode that was and just I, I just I came across it just in the course of you know browsing through shitty subreddits that I read if you're looking anywhere really, where people talk about things, about current events, you're going to come across something. So yeah, I guess if you're not coming across any scenario ideas, expand your routine a little bit. You know, look in, look in places you wouldn't normally frequent. Watch documentaries I guess, would be another one. Like find a documentary about something cool or weird or tangentially related to cool or weird things.
3: I think that's a good point because the thing about Delta Green is that it intersects with a lot of different fields. There's horror there's science fiction there's true crime there's espionage and government stuff and current events you can pull from a lot of different places to get something that will work in this setting
1: one thing that i don't know that we've talked a lot about is whether people are writing scenarios to be written up and played by someone else or whether you're just writing them to run yourself because i think kevin has written a lot more stuff for himself to run than he has for other people to run and whereas um i think that both tom and will have written up everything that they've ever run if it was the original uh,
0: that is that is mostly true yeah
1: yeah i would say that's mostly true that's something i
3: picked up from you when i started writing my own scenarios i do think it's very helpful though uh to write something out for yourself first as like a bullet point or a more skeletal list and then after you do a play test of it, maybe, then kind of gussy it up and make it more useful for other people to run as well.
0: Oh, for sure. Because I forget details even what scenarios I've written myself when I'm running them. So just having it on paper uh, is is really helps me get, get everything organized and get all my thoughts together in a way that's coherent. I find I have a lot harder time running scenarios when the text is like a PDF on a screen. I don't know why that is. I just, for some reason, it just it works better for me if I have a physical document that I can flip through and like bookmark and and put my thumb in one section and flip to the next section. So that's actually a, a more general tip I could throw out to people to handlers. Uh, if if you find yourself having a hard time keeping track of the scenario, try just printing it out.
3: Yeah, I find for I'm. As I learn more about my brain and how it likes to write and run scenarios, I find it's really useful to me to just write like every important location or scene on an index card. And if it can't fit on the index card, it's really not that important and doesn't need to be there. And so I'll run it like that the first time. And then after that, after I kinda see how it actually works out in practice, then I will start to put it together in a way that's actually legible to other people. Cause I think that's stage two is seeing how other people run it. And that can tell you more about how it actually works out this weird machine you have created.
2: Now, a lot of that boils down to your own play style. Um, you know, I'm pretty comfortable if the, if I haven't written a warehouse into the scenario and the players decide to go to the warehouse, it, it makes sense, you know, ginning up a warehouse out of out of whole cloth pretty rapidly. But if you and then you can
0: add that to the text later.
2: Yeah, exactly. But if you're not comfortable with that, then you should spend more time, you know, flushing out the ideas and or using index card or whatever. But if you're able to, you know, if you're able to wing things or, or improv things like that, then. You can be, you can front load a little less, which is nice.
3: That's valuable too. Like we said before, it doesn't need to be perfect to be in a fit state to hit the table. The perfect is the enemy of the good. Uh, as long as it's done and something you can work with, that's fine.
2: And remember, you know, you if you write something, if you write a framework and you run it and your players blunder through it and they have an okay time, and you realize at the end that it isn't great, then it just goes into the dustbin, and you haven't spent more time than you, you spend spent exactly the time you needed to on it and it, it's gone forever. You move on to the next thing. You know, just because you have an idea doesn't mean you have to carry it to term. Uh, one thing, you know, for inspiration, look at the existing published scenarios and then just move them a little bit. For example, take something like Observer Effect, which centers around um, a, a research building, getting into something they shouldn't. And instead of researching what they're researching, pick something that you know, like, You know, change it over to biotech or something you read about nanotechnology or robots or whatever. And you have all the outline there. You have this technology, you know, shouldn't be researched or shouldn't be, shouldn't get out. But it is. Agents have to go figure it out. There's your scenario, you know, or why is this company so powerful and why have they done so much stuff? Well, let me just take future perfect and just shift some of the elements to where you want it or to something different. And then you all of a sudden you have an original idea.
0: The only thing I would suggest you not do is you go and read a Lovecraft story and go, okay, how can I bring this into the modern day? If you include, we've talked about this many times before, but to reiterate, my advice on that would be if you want to include, you know, established fixtures of the Lovecraft mythos, to me is the very last step of writing a scenario. That should be the last part you put in.
3: Kevin Ham is a rare and innocent babe. You should not trust all your players to be like him and have never touched a Lovecraft story.
0: And he's also a good example to hold up of the of the fact that you don't have to rely on the Mythos to write good Delta Green scenarios. Exactly.
3: Oh, absolutely. There's,
2: there's a really uh, fantastic set of documentaries by a guy named Kirby Ferguson called uh, "Everything a is a Remix." Comedian? No. Called "Everything no. is a Remix," which talks about how. Basically, everything is a derivative work in some way, Um, and then he's got one called "This Is Not a Conspiracy Theory," which talks about how conspiracy theories work. Um, And I, I, I will link him in the show notes because everything's remix is fantastic. But the key there is that, like, nothing. There are no new ideas. You're simply taking another idea and you're transforming it, copying it, combining it, or taking different building blocks and doing that with them. You know, in a in a complex complex, you know, simulation. And coming up with it with, with with an idea, so I've definitely heard people say something like, oh, I have an idea for something, but it's too like this. Well, fine, write it and make it a little less like that, and then you're fine. Who is the guy who re 100 Thompson, I think, retyped The Great Gatsby just to know what it was like to write a great novel? I think. Why would thing.
1: he? I mean, those two sentences don't necessarily follow from one another.
2: I think I understand
1: the yeah,
0: I,
2: I think I get it. It was a little tenuous, but yeah, I think some of the guests, no, no, it's a weird thing.
1: I mean, no, 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 I mean, I mean. Great Gatsby and great novel.
2: Oh, Great Gatsby is, is a great American novel. If you don't think that, you're just wrong. Yeah, well, Oof. you may not be worth. You may not like it, but it's still like. The How pinnacle
1: will F. Scott Fitzgerald
2: novel. ever recover?
1: Mellon believed in the green text. He certainly won't from <laughs> from Liverpool. This week
0: on the green text.
1: <laughs> no, I was I was gonna do a whole goddamn thing, but you fuckers just clipped it, and so now I can't. Good. Mellon believed in the green box that. Uh, Orgastic podcast that day by day recedes before us, etc., and so on. You know what? Fuck all of you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and scene.